Back here on Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. You're back on 670 The Score. And Dr. Cole, NBA draft 10 days ago. It was interesting. And one thing I want to talk with you related to our show here is, uh, you know, working with uh, with sports agents and uh, when the Bulls are ready to pick and the NBA, you know, how involved do you get with all that? Um uh, surprisingly, very involved, and in 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 a, in a super positive way. I will tell you that one of the, one of the, people often ask, "What's the different difference?" For example, of you know, if I as a someone you know a, a citizen, I'm really active. I get injured, you know, what's and, and then the same injury happens to an athlete, a high level athlete. What's the difference? The fundamental difference is that there's a system they work within, and it, it's not always the same decisions for a high level athlete. So we're often interacting and uh, in talking about everything in addition to the medical problem that has to do with contracts, it has to do with free agency, it has to do with uh, the nature of a roster, how much time they have to get better. Uh, so, you know, it's fascinating that different treatments can be offered uh, above and beyond just a medical condition to make it turn out right. So we deal a lot with the agents, and that's, honestly, it's been a very gratifying part of my job because balancing all these voices and at the same time everyone has the, the player's best interest in mind um, is a really fascinating case study. So I, it's one of the things that really keeps me interested in my job when I'm dealing with professional athletes. Let's can't wait to talk with this next gentleman. He is the uh, owner, founder of Priority Sports and Entertainment. Mark Bartlestein is with us. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for for joining us, uh, both out of uh, Chicago and Los Angeles. I know you're a Chicago guy. You represent NFL and NBA players over the last. 25 years. Uh, appreciate you being with us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. But, Mark, first question, how involved are you with the medical reports on your clients? Um, pretty extensively, <laughs> as Brian learned uh, over the last couple of weeks. But, um, no, it's, it's a huge part of what we do. Um, it's something that I feel is critical from my perspective um, because it's, it's, you know, first of all, you, you want to give your guys every opportunity to get the most out of their bodies. Their bodies is what generates, you know, their, their ability to earn this type of, of, of a living, their livelihood. So you want to make sure that you're giving them the best in care. Uh, and so you're constantly dealing with the top medical people, you know, really around the world, because, um, as I've learned over the years, medicine is much more of an, an art than a science. And uh, different people can see the same problem in different ways. And so trying to find solutions to problems is something we deal with all the time. And, and when the draft comes around, um, there's no question that, you know, for these teams, it is a huge investment. That first-round draft pick uh, and second-round picks, for that matter, is that's the future. Uh, those picks are extremely valuable uh, on the trade market. And so when they make a decision to draft a player, I think having all the proper medical information so they can evaluate the risk, uh, the, ri- the risk reward proposition is, is a critical component. So I've, I'm working very close, but if there's a player that has a, a previous medical issue, something that is, you know, maybe flagged a little bit, uh, then I, I will get heavily involved with the teams, the general manager, the team doctor, sometimes ownership in trying to solve the riddle. Of, of that of that injury, so that they can get comfortable going forward. Yeah, I mean, to your, you know, so we're visiting with uh, Mark Bartlestein. Mark is uh, the founder and uh, CEO of uh, Priority Sports Entertainment, and uh, the, the Mark and I often joke because he he really has the, a vocabulary that's better than m- many of the residents and doctors in training that I work with. 
Um, I've had some of the most interesting high-level discussions. Usually it's on a drive home, and Mark will call and says, look, he'll say, look, I, you got a minute? I'm like, okay, let me check my clock, see if I have 30 minutes, because there's no such thing as a, a minute phone call with Mark Bartlestein. But it, honestly, it's, it's, it's really interesting because you ask great questions. They're very poignant. You obviously have your client's best interest at heart, and it's a challenge. When you think about like the business case example, you're fighting this you know, desire for maximal economic uh, success, versus the health of an individual and you know i you know to your credit you're always thinking about you know that the, when it tips the scale you're steer to your the scale tips towards the, the health and well-being of that athlete because look in the long run if you think about it that way up front that's what dictates their livelihood years to come and you're not short-sighted which i think is not always the case i mean you, i don't know how many friends you have are in this business but that hasn't always been the case in all my interactions yeah, I, I appreciate that very much. I mean, it's, it's you know, when someone asks you to represent them, it's, it's, it's an awesome responsibility. And, um, you know, with that, you know, comes making decisions that are going to affect, you know, really their, their life and their family's uh, ability to kind of live the life that they've dreamed of. And, and, and that the medical, you know, there are, there are weeks where I, I spend my entire week honestly doing nothing other than dealing with medical issues. And so, it's honestly it's been fascinating for me over the years just to learn so much about the medical profession and and to develop relationships with you know with, with, with doctors like Brian and and try to come up with like I said solutions to what are often very complicated problems. You know, we we often see somebody you know breaks a finger and you go to the doctor and you have a splint on for six weeks and you're good to go. But so many of the injuries with high level athletes, there is such a nuanced way to handle them and. Uh, really difficult decisions have to be made, and and, um, and and so going through that and trying to figure it out, um, it, I find it to be fascinating, and and, and it's a huge, you know, something that we take a lot of pride in trying to navigate through those through those waters for our guys because it's it is really outside of the obviously everybody thinks about us in terms of negotiating contracts and building their careers, but there's really nothing more important you can do in building a career than than maintaining someone's health. Visiting with sports agent Mark Barlstein here on 670 The Score at Sports Medicine Weekly. Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. Mark representing NFL and NBA players over the last 25 years. And Mark, no bigger story really in the NBA draft than the Michael Porter Jr. situation. He is your client? Yes, yes, he is. And that was a, that was absolutely a, a fascinating sort of exercise that went on over the last couple of months. And Sort of the uh, the information flow that we wanted to create for the team, so that they would have, um, you know, as clear a picture as possible. We could be transparent in everything, and yet also protecting Michael from um, maybe undue um, evaluation and, and, and something that was just that maybe went overboard. And so there was a balancing act that we really were kind of dealing with on a daily basis that we wanted to get the information out so that it was accurate and and, and um, Gave, gave teams a really good picture of where Michael, what Michael has gone through and where he was going, and yet doing it in a way where we're also protecting his value. Yeah. The, I mean, I think the, what the, 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 the different angles, the lenses that the different parties look through is what's particularly fascinating. And, you know, every, you did an amazing job at trying to get the information out and protect his best interests. And it's, it, I have to imagine all the years you've been doing this, that was probably one of, because of the timing of everything, that was one of the more challenging situations. What's your, what's your take on the whole thing? You know, whatever you're, you know, able to speak about. I mean, a lot of this is public, sure. but you know, you sort of give you the opportunity to just 
you know, tell us what you're thinking. And, you know, I, I, I it's, it, it, I, I listened to some of his comments the night of the draft and he says, look, I, I'm really happy to be with a team that, you know, believes in me and we're going to sort of, I think his view seems to be that we're going to show everyone, you know, what, what's going to happen here. And, and that's a really positive way to handle it. Um, through your lens, you think about all the years you've been doing this. I have to imagine this is one of the more challenging situations you've had, right? Because of the timing of everything. No question. It, it was, it was, you know, it was kind of living on a roller coaster to an extent, just because, you know, here's a kid that was going into college was the number one player in the country without any question. And I think if he would have been able to play at Missouri and had a healthy year, he would have been the number one player in the draft. And so having not really played all season, he played in a couple of games at the very end, but he really probably should not have been playing at that point. Um, there was a tremendous amount of intrigue. Everybody wanted to kind of figure out where he was health wise, uh, get a look at him, see how he was moving. Um, and yet there was still, when we got him as a client in April, there was a tremendous amount of rehab that still had to go on. He wasn't ready at that time. And so we wanted to take him through the rehab process and get him as healthy as quick as we could, but not sacrifice, you know, his long-term health for just trying to kind of win draft night. And so there was that balancing act. And yet it got to a point where, um, you know, we had to get him in front of teams because they had to have a level of information um, so they can make you know a decision, and so we you know we did a physical. Actually, did you know Brian actually ran the physical that we did, and then shared that with all the teams. And then we had a what we called a pro day, where we invited all the teams and everybody from the entire league flew in to watch him work out. And that was a pretty fascinating day. Everybody was was in our gym to watch him, and you know. And then we had a second day that we were going to do, but he had a little bit of a flare up with his back in between, which you know obviously concerned the teams that he had a flare up. So we had to cancel that day, uh, but we decided to still go ahead and let the teams get a get a look and let them bring their team trainers and and and, and doctors in to get their own evaluation where he was, and and that's when things really got crazy because there was such a wide uh, variance of opinion in terms of you know where he was and what his long term prognosis was, and so uh, there was there was a group of doctors in the league that that you know put out some pretty negative reports. And then, you know, we have people that, that are highly, highly thought of that are specialists in, in the in the spinal area that, that that we had give out reports that were, you know, sort of in conflict with some of the team doctors. And so there was a lot of debating that was going on in the last week leading up to the draft. And, look, we get it. You know, like as I said before, it is a – there's no decision that's more important to a team's long-term success than who you draft at the top end of the draft in the lottery. And so Michael is an incredible talent that, you know, had him played for a year and had some of these issues hanging over his head. We, we are very confident that at the end of the day, his long-term prognosis is excellent. We might have to go through a few things to get him, you know, to get him completely back right. But I think, it, I think when it's all said and done, I think it, it worked out great. I mean, he, Denver um, couldn't be more excited about drafting him. Uh, they, they they do a terrific job there with you know as the Bulls do with their with their rehab and their entire medical staff their medical services and we've put a plan in place uh, to kind of get him over some of the hurdles he still needs to get through and he's he's an unbelievable kid as, as your your staff got a chance to meet him Brian I mean yeah. he's, he's a great kid with a great energy a great enthusiasm about him he he's got enough his work ethic is beyond reproach. And I think when he, and he's 19 years old, you know, so I think he's got, he's got everything going for him that should allow him to get back to full health. And then if he does, 
um, which we really believe he will. You know, I think he'll he'll be an absolute superstar in the league. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. exciting to to help him through this. It was you know it was a lot of anxiety you know for 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 a young man and his family to go through you know all of that and not knowing what's going to happen and knowing the teams are concerned and going into draft night not knowing for sure is what's going to happen. That is, a, there's a lot of anxious moments, but I think at the end of the day, it, it really worked out well, and I'm, I'm excited for him. Mark Bartlestein, our guest here on Sports Medicine Weekly, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, you're listening to 670 The Score. You also represent, Mark, uh, NFL players. Uh, big difference between the NFL injuries and the NBA injuries you have to uh, monitor with your guys? Yeah, it's, you know, the NFL is, is um, it's a different world, you know. So in the NBA, um, the, there's 15 players on a team, and especially certainly at the top end of the roster, you know those players you can't replace, and you just can't find them. And, and, and the contracts, and because of that, the contracts in the NBA are, for the most part, probably 90 percent, 95 percent of the contracts in the NBA are guaranteed. And so there is a long-term commitment investment in a lot of the players, which I think leads to a lot more patience in getting the player back on the court. Um, and really looking at a long-term time horizon and getting them healthy. Whereas in the NFL, the contracts are not guaranteed, and the, the players are literally in survival mode in a lot of ways from week to week. And so, you know, if, in, in, in the NFL, you, you, know, you sit out for a few weeks, and a young guy comes in and takes your spot, and, and, and you may have a hard time getting that spot back. And that's it, it, very difficult. That, that, it doesn't really happen in the NBA just because of the – I think the unique talents of some of the NBA players. And so it, it's NBA players are, or I should say NFL players are, the, the, I think the stress level in trying to get yourself healthy and to get back on the field to protect your ability to earn a living is far greater than it is in the NBA where you can take a much more conservative approach and make sure you're doing what's going to give you a chance to have a long 10, 12, 15 year career. So the, the NFL can be a, it, it, it's a, you know, and on top of all that, you know, every Sunday when you go out there and play, it's, it's like being in, in, in five or six, you know, major car wrecks. You know, by the time the game is over, what these guys have done to their bodies on a given Sunday, it's, it's unbelievable what they do. So, um, really, they're, they're polar opposites in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, you raise some amazing points that I think many people, outside looking in don't really understand and knowing the nature of a contract and the nature of the sport and how deep the roster goes you're right we get an ankle sprain in in the nba and we can spend a week discussing it you know and and you get an ankle sprain in the nfl and it isn't even brought up and and the nfl has you know i don't know the number but it's there's there's a definitive number of career-ending injuries on a weekly basis in the nfl and it's a it's a whole different situation in terms of how the athletes present, their ability to get back, how fast they get back, and everything could be the same except the sport, the contracts, the background noise, the number of players is is totally different. You know, I I, I have to imagine one of the gratifying aspects of your career, Mark. And I, what did you do before twenty five years? What was your job before that? <laughs> well, I I went to uh, Northwestern skim MBA at uh, Kellogg, and then I went into investment banking like a lot of my peers, and so I was working for Morgan Stanley, actually doing foreign exchange arbitrage. <laughs> so I, wow, was, wow. I was buying the yen and selling the pound. And it was a long ways away from what I'm doing now. But that's, that's kind of what I did right were when I you, Were you one of those kids who, like, remembers all the facts, the statistics and so forth in sports? Were you a fanatics uh, sports person when you were growing up? Uh, 
um, you know, I played a lot. I mean, I loved playing and competing. I mean, I was certainly a big fan also. I wasn't really a, a stats guy or anything like that, but I, I loved to compete and play. And so uh, um, always, you know, that was, that's all. I, I was either playing or watching. It was one of the two, you know. Yeah. Well, listen, I want to, you know, I, I consider you a friend. Uh, you're a professional colleague, and um, the guys you represent are, are truly lucky to have you. So, and I appreciate right. you taking no, the time. Listen, I, no, I appreciate it. It's, I can't even, I mean, and I'm not saying it's because I'm on your show. It, it's, you know, I've said to you a thousand times privately. I mean, the care, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's so hard a lot of times being a team doctor in some cases, and I think it's gotten better over the years, but I still think it's, it's difficult at times in that um, you got this, you know, you want to get the player on the field. You want to get the player on the court. You want to be able to help the team that, you know, that, that you're working for win games and they need their players. And yet you want to give the player the very best medical care so he can earn a great living, you know, over a long time period. And I, without question, you know, and it's why I go to you, you know, you're my go-to guy on so many things because I know your, your interest is in the patient first and foremost. And, uh, and, and, and I think the other thing that I think that, that that's great is I think that there's, you know, I was actually talking to Harlan Selznick about this this morning. He's I, the, uh, he's and, the team doc for the Miami Heat. Yeah. And we were talking about this and we were just saying that, you know, that you often can tell, um, how confident a doctor is in himself and, and, and really how good he is overall by not being not being rigid and being open to new ideas, new ways of doing things and, and new suggestions. And I think that's the incredible thing about medicine. Like a lot of times I'll call you, like you say, on those on those tar rides home and say, what do you think? Because I want to run an idea by you, something I've heard. And you'll often, you know, and then we'll get into it and discuss it. And, you know, and, and you're always open minded to that. And so it, it, it's helped me so much kind of learn the business of medicine because I can have those conversations um, to figure out what's the best way to go in treating the players. So it's believe me, I, I appreciate what you do very, very much. Well, you're welcome, and likewise, Mark Bartlesty. Mark, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Really appreciate it. All right, guys, enjoy the show. Okay, appreciate thanks very it. much. Thank you, Mark Bartlestein, agent from Priority Sports and Entertainment, has been representing NFL, NBA players over the last 25 years. Great stuff, and. Uh, representing Michael Porter Jr., which Dr. Cole was really the, the big story of the draft. And Bulls fans are still asking, why don't we get Michael Porter Jr.? It's really a, a crapshoot with these guys. Did you learn some things on NBA draft ton. night? Yeah, Did no. you? You know, like there's this thing called Harvard Business Case Examples, right? And um, you they pick an interesting business strategy case, decision-making, and so forth. And this was one of those cases. And it's all about risk. You know, like what uh, Mark was alluding to is y- – y- you have to ask who are you an agent for? Are you an agent for me as a physician, for example? And in the end, we don't ever tell an organization what to do. Our job is to look at a situation and present it as objectively. You're not a fan. This is not because I'm a fan or not a fan. Um, I mean, frankly, half the time I have no idea what school these kids came from and so forth. I'm not one of those guys who knows all the facts and statistics. You know, I look at these, these, these young people as amazing human beings and athletes and uh, people who just work super hard to maximize their ability in their craft and getting to know their, how their families fostered them. Like all that stuff is fascinating. And in the end, what we're left doing is you have to know enough about a condition to be able to predict. And then you have to admit when you don't know. And then when you don't know, then a team will have to say, look, what risk am I willing to take? And there's no, you know, as Mark pointed out, medicine is truly an art. There's so little that I can do to predict what will happen. 
you know, you pick up a, guy, a kid who's got a meniscal tear on, a, on an MRI at the time of combine and everyone's hair is on fire. I'm like, look, you know, 45% of them have meniscal tears before they even step on the court. When you know a lot about the data and the evidence, you sort of can figure out what's background and what's predictive of a problem. But the reality is we're not as smart as you might think. And you're left, some of it is really guesswork and it's a gut feeling. And we're not really in a position to tell a team what to do. They, when you think about it, you know, in that situation with Michael Porter, you know, you're gonna, it's going to go first round versus, you know, it'll be in the first round, but it'll be in the top third, middle third, bottom third, for example. And it depends upon what the teams are looking at for people around them, what level of risk they want to take when there's certain unknowns. You know, nothing was a foregone conclusion here either way. That was the challenge. Absolutely. And what we, I want you to clear up one thing. Uh, the word degenerative came up a lot, yeah. okay, in a disc. And people take that as though, uh-oh, it'll never get better. I had that. My friends ask me, is that me? Sure. Well, could you define that as a doctor sure. when someone I, yeah. has a degenerative condition? Right, right. So, you know, it's really, it's not as ominous as you would think. Degenerative, the word is really... Now, how do I say? Okay, so a lot of injuries are acute. There's there's an event, there's health, then there's an event, and there's no longer health, right? Okay. There's something that happens where it's torn or injured, a fracture, a break, a tendon tears, a muscle strains, what have you. That's an acute event that didn't accumulate over time, but it went from normal to abnormal. Degenerative is really a process that, um, not to get too technical, but we're sort of pro- genetically programmed in different ways and you can't blame yourself. You got to kind of blame your parents, you know? So a degenerative condition is this phenomenon where things will sort of maybe wear and tear over time. And it may or may not be related to activity levels, but the perception by many is that if it's degenerative, it's not correctable. Right. And that's not the case. Okay. And in fact, you know, uh, Atul Gawande is a wonderful author, uh, writes a lot of really fascinating books. And there's a book he wrote called Being Mortal. And there's, it talks about how our parents age and so forth, what happens over time and understanding the disease and how we treat and intervene. And um, he has this expression in that we're all sort of rotting from the inside out. We just don't know it. And that's true. Our tissues only hold up. There's a, but we all have our own biologic clocks in terms of how our tissues hold up, right? You see people in their 70s and they look phenomenal. Like, how could that guy be 70? And, you know, it's, it's the genetics. Genes. It's a it's, genetic yeah, program. Yeah. But some people, and, you know, you could, uh, uh, you could pick some NBA players a couple of years ago, first round draft pick top, uh, Odom. Who, uh, Omar Odom? Yeah, Greg. Greg. Greg Odin. Greg Odin came out, you know. Um, there were a number of conditions involved there that were somewhat degenerative in nature, you know, and everyone's got a different timeline on how they're going to progress. And the problem with it, it doesn't mean you can't cure it because you can. You just don't know what it's going to present as being relevant, and it has its own clock that we can't necessarily control. So that's that's the difference between a degenerative condition and, say, something that's acute where there's many more things we can predict in terms of how it's going to do once it gets, if it needs treatment. Does that clarify it at Absolutely. all? Absolutely. You know, that helps a lot because, I, again, I was hearing degenerative and people were taking that as though this guy will never get no, better I don't because see that. it's degenerative. No. no, I think that's a misperception. And, you know, one of the great things about this show is it gives us the opportunity to teach people uh, how to think about problems like this because there's not a lot of places you can go to, to really learn about this and there's more questions than answers. All right. That's Brock, Dr. Brian. That's Dr. Brian Cole. I'm Steve Cashel. Still ahead, more uh, Sports Medicine Weekly. And then uh, after we're done here on 670 The Score, it's Inside the Clubhouse, that great baseball show with Bruce Levine. So stay with us. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly only on 670 The Score.